It's time to put the Buffalo Bills safeties and specialists under the microscope as we finish the performance review series today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Friday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. And if you're on YouTube, your first watch every day. As a reminder, Locked On Bills is free and available on all platforms. We've got some stuff to dig into today. Three separate things. First of all, Saran Neal signed a contract extension with the team. Then we need to do our safety performance review, and then we have to do our specialist performance review. So a lot to get into here today on a Friday. Let's get started and begin with Saran Neal signing a three-year contract extension with the Buffalo Bills. Now, of course, this happened literally minutes after I recorded yesterday's podcast where I spoke at length about Saran Neal and how important he was to the football team. In fact, I said we're not talking enough about him being an expiring contract and what he's meant to this team as a special teams ace and a versatile defensive back that can play inside and outside at corner and even play some safety. And they like to get him on the field sometimes when the Bills want to go with some bigger sets on defense and bring in a third linebacker plus a big nickel defender like Saran Neal, he brings a lot of value to this football team. And I talked all about how I hope he's back and even said, look, this could be the end of Taiwan Jones. And if that's the case, it's even more important to have him back because he has such an important role to fill as a gunner and a jammer on the punt and punt coverage teams. And so I guess I'm glad that I said all the things that I did yesterday because it set the stage very well for receiving the news that he signed a three-year contract extension. Now, I do want to talk about the money here, because Tom Pelissero, who reported the deal first, said in his tweet, quote, it's a three-year deal with a maximum value of $10.9 million for Saran Neal in Buffalo per source. And I think there was some sticker shock for a lot of people there, because that's a lot of money for a special teams only player that can play 15 or 20% of your defensive snaps. But we have to remember this under this circumstance and in the coming weeks as free agency is set to start. When you see contracts announced on Twitter, we have to know more about the structure of the deal before we freak out. Pelicero very specifically notes that it's worth a maximum value of $10.9 million. Who knows how this contract is actually structured? Who knows how much is actually guaranteed? I don't think I've ever looked at a Brandon Bean extension and came away disappointed with how it was structured. He gets it right. And I don't think there will be any difference with Saran Neal and his valuation and how this deal actually looks when we see the details of the contract. And again, keep that in mind 
as the Bills sign and extend players in the coming weeks, don't freak out about the maximum value that is completely agent-driven. The agents for these players, they want to have that shining moment where the NFL insiders are fed information from the agents to really spotlight their ability to negotiate this max this massive deal when in all reality, the structure of it is quite different from the team's perspective. So let's just make sure we keep that in mind in the coming weeks because this is going to be coming in uh, you know, left and right with, with players re-signing and new players being added to the roster. Let's talk about these Buffalo Bills safeties. And my goodness, these top two guys, they're pretty easy to talk about. We'll begin with Jordan Poyer, a 2017 free agent signing. He's 30 years old. He turns 31 in April, and he's entering year two of his two-year $19.5 million contract extension. In 2021, he played in 16 games, had 16 starts, 87 tackles, eight tackles for loss, three quarterback hurries, three sacks, nine pass breakups, five interceptions. I mean, this guy filled up the stat sheet. Oh, by the way, he allowed a passer rating of 15.1 against his coverage. That is insane. Jordan Poyer didn't give up anything this year in coverage. He was phenomenal. And then his missed tackle rate was 10%, which is a little high for him. So as for my 2021 review on Jordan Poyer, the word I have written down is exceptional. I mean, this guy was a first-team All-Pro, and he deserved it. And he finally got recognition for what has been an elite stretch of play for him in Buffalo dating back to 2017. I mean, I think this was definitely his best year in coverage. But this guy's been delivering at this level for five years now. And he still doesn't even have a Pro Bowl to show for it. It's good to see that he uh, got first-team All-Pro honors, but, man, it's about time. Love the versatility with Jordan Poyer. Look at this. Look at these uh, snap counts by alignment. This past year, Jordan played 564 snaps as a deep safety, 264 in the box, 86 in the slot, and 65 on the line of scrimmage. He's extremely versatile, and he's a special player. I mean, there just isn't much to gripe about or anything to gripe about when it comes to Jordan Poyer in 2021. He is a stud. So as for my 2022 outlook, I'm just looking for more of the same. And I think he's an extension candidate right now. I mean, this is the final year of his deal. He's entering his age 31 season. I think that Jordan Poyer can realistically play at a high level at least until he's 33 or 34. And I wouldn't have any interest in him playing football not on the Buffalo Bills. And so I'd be, I'd be thinking about talking to him right now about locking him up for a few more seasons. So like I said, he's entering his age 31 season. He's playing the best football of his career. He trains extremely hard. And I just don't have any concerns about a drop-off in his play anytime soon. We know exactly what to expect from Jordan Poyer. And it's, it's amazing, and we'll talk about this with Micah Hyde too, and this statement applies to Micah Hyde. But it's amazing how 
there's so many players on the Buffalo Bills where there's wide-ranging opinions on them. But we can all agree that Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are exceptional. Let's move on to Micah Hyde. 2017 free agent signing just like Jordan Poyer. 31 31 years old. He turns 32 in December. So I would consider this his age 31 season. He's entering the first year of his two-year $19.25 million contract extension. And in 2021, he played in 17 games with 17 starts, had 74 tackles, four tackles for loss, two quarterback hits, three sacks, 10 pass breakups, five interceptions, and a passer rating of 78.8 against his coverage with a missed tackle rate of 10.3. His 2021 review is really simple. He's a stud. Just like he's been since he arrived in 2017, this man is exceptional in coverage. And just like Jordan Poyer, he's incredibly versatile. 539 snaps as a deep safety, 175 in the slot, 255 in the box, and 50 on the line of scrimmage. How he pairs with Jordan Poyer is rare. These guys are interchangeable and... They are masters of disguising coverage and spinning late. They change the picture. They change the menu for the quarterback post-snap. You're not getting pre-snap reads against Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. These guys are unbelievably prepared. They're the best safety tandem in the NFL, and I don't think it's close. So for my 2022 outlook, just more of the same. Just like Poyer, he's 31, playing the best football of his career. And talking about these guys is so straightforward. Everyone understands what these players are. We know what to expect. They're ultimate pros. And I just don't think there's any reason to be concerned that there isn't at least two, three, four seasons of elite play from them together for the Buffalo Bills. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC They've even got those Vegas casino games. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, let's talk about the safety depth. We'll bring up Jaquan Johnson next, a 2019 sixth-round pick, number 181 overall. 26 years old, he turns 27 in November, and he's entering year four of his four-year, $2.7 million rookie contract. In 2021, he played in 17 games, and he did have one start, which was the Houston game, where he played pretty well. He had an interception in that game and filled in uh, for Jordan Poyer, if I'm not mistaken. So as for my 2021 2021 review on Jaquan Johnson, I mean, he continues to provide value on special teams and as a depth player. I mean, he's a four-phase special teams contributor, which matters, provides good depth, but he's not someone that I really view as a starter or an eventual starter. I think he's got some physical limitations in terms of size and athleticism that's 
going to keep him from being a starter in the NFL. So as for my 2022 outlook, it's about keeping his contributions up on special teams to serve as the third safety. But at the end of the day, this guy's only played 201 snaps on defense scattered across his first three seasons. And this is a con he's entering a contract year, which is challenging because without an injury from Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde, I don't think we're going to see much of him on defense. And I hope we don't, right? But it's going to be tough to bring him back based on not having seen much of him defensively and appreciating what he brings as a depth player and on special teams. But unless he gets an extended opportunity to, to play, I mean, this could be his last his last season in Buffalo. But I'm glad that the Bills have a, a depth piece that is entering their fourth year in the system and should be pretty comfortable should he have to step in despite us not really having much of a gauge on what his impact can truly be. Let's move on to DeMar Hamlin, a 2021 sixth-round pick, number 212 overall. He's 23 years old. He turns 24 in March, and he's entering year two of his four-year, $3.6 million rookie deal. So his 2021 season was his rookie season. Played in 14 games, didn't start any of them. Uh, played a total of 50 snaps on defense, 125 on special teams. And what's interesting about those 50 snaps on defense is that 29 of them came in coverage and he was targeted three times, did not give up a completion, and had two pass breakups. And so you love to see those ball skills show up uh, despite a very limited sample size and your first snaps ever in the NFL on defense. So for his 2021 review, I mean, he provided depth. And it's interesting to me that he's a three-phase special teamer, not a four-phase. He wasn't on the punt coverage unit, which ideally he would be as the team's fourth safety. Thought his impact overall was modest, but that's that's to be expected given him being a rookie sixth-rounder with the players ahead of him that exist on this depth chart. So for my 2022 outlook, for DeMar Hamlin, it's all about continuing to develop. And, I mean, he's in line to be Jaquan Johnson's replacement in 2023 to be the team's third safety. So get the system down, continue progressing on special teams, be a four-phase special teamer, and just develop that comfort in this system because you could be the team's third safety as soon as 2023. So as far as this position group, what the Bills have, what they need, pretty straightforward. They have an elite safety pair in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. You've got two guys that were six-round picks that are currently on their rookie deals that haven't proven much on defense, but they are core special teamers in DeMar Hamlin and Jaquan Johnson. And then on the practice squad, you got a guy that intrigues me quite a bit in Josh Thomas, and he's back on a futures deal, and I think he's a nice fifth safety to have on the practice squad. So to me, the need level for the Bills' safety depth chart is very low entering this offseason. This room is basically set. They'll need to add some camp bodies, but if the room 
next year was Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Jaquan Johnson, and Damar Hamlin with Josh Thomas on the practice squad entering the season, I personally would be completely satisfied with that. This is the time of year that I've typically given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I am sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. And in fact, I had a Built Bar just before I started recording this podcast. This was the uh, the white chocolate raspberry cheesecake. cheesecake. And these things, these things are delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They even have the Built Puffs. And you got to try these Built Puffs. They are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. And they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And all of the Built Bars are healthy. I mean, they they mostly contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They have so many great flavors. They've got mint brownie, raspberry, coconut, coconut almond. And new for this month is the white chocolate cookies and cream. All of these bars are delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. And at Built Bar, it's all about taste. They make it taste delicious first, then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how they do it, but they pull it off every single time. You got a deal for you. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so we we did our safety performance review, which means we're done with the defense, and we're going to tie a ribbon on the defensive discussion on Monday where I will be joined by Bruce Nolan, and I'm going to give him all the tough questions that I've uncovered talking through the defense, and he's going to answer them for us on Monday. And I've already recorded the podcast. It's a good one. It's a really, really good discussion. Would not miss it on Monday. But let's do talk about the specialist on the team, the long snapper, the kicker, and the punter. And we'll start with the long snapper, Reed Ferguson, an undrafted free agent in 2016, 27 years old. He turns 28 in March, and he's entering the first year of his new contract extension, which was a three-year, $4 million deal. In 2021, in terms of his review, I wrote down that he was outstanding. He's an excellent long snapper. and. I trust him. I never think about a snap failing. He's a team captain. He's a respected leader, and he gets his job done. So for my 2022 outlook, more of the same. Keep doing a great job as the long snapper and never get injured. I'm fully satisfied with Reed Reed Ferguson as the long snapper. Let's talk about the kicker, Tyler Bass. 2026 round pick, number 188 overall. 25 years old, he just turned 25 on Valentine's Day, and he's entering year three of his four-year, $3.5 million rookie deal. In 2021, he made 28 out of 32 field goals, which is a percentage of 87.5%, and he was 51 of 51 on extra points. I think his only miss of consequence of the four field goals he missed was in the hurricane game against the Patriots on Monday Night Football. You can hardly can hardly be upset about that. So as for his 2021 review, he was outstanding. I have full confidence in him. And ever since about halfway through his rookie season, he's found terrific consistency. So for my 2022 outlook, it's all about just keep doing your thing, Tyler. Adjust to the new holder. We'll talk about that in a second here. But that's going to be the big thing for Tyler Bass in 2021. 
is I fully expect there to be a new holder. And he's got to adjust. And, and maybe you're maybe you're listening to me say that and you're you're wondering why I'm bringing that up. Well, we've talked a lot about holding on this podcast. And for as bad as a punter as Matt Hawk is, he's a phenomenal holder. And I think you can look back at Jason Sanders with the Miami Dolphins, their kicker, and there's a cautionary tale here. Jason Sanders, the Miami Dolphins kicker, went from being an all-pro in 2020, where he made 92.3% of his field goals, he got a massive contract extension, and Matt Hawk was his holder. Now, in 2021, without Matt Hawk, Tyler Bass, or excuse me, Jason Sanders made only 74.2% of his field goals, and the Dolphins were dead last in the NFL in field goal percentage. So the big thing for Tyler Bass is to make sure that doesn't happen. So let's talk about, let's talk about him. Let's talk about Matt Hawk. 2021 free agent signing, 27 years old. He turns 28 in July. He's entering year two of a three-year, $5.5 million deal. I fully expect him to be cut. The Bills can free up $1.2 million in cap space by releasing him. And I also expect that release to come soon because he has a $1 million roster bonus due on March 18th if he's still on the roster. Now let's talk about his 2021 stats. His net average per punt was 38.4, which was 32nd in the NFL. He averaged 42.9 yards per punt, which was 32nd in the NFL. He had the worst touchback percentage in the NFL. And his average hang time was 4.06 seconds, which was the worst in the NFL. As for his 2021 review, Matt Hawk was the worst punter in the NFL. He's as bad as it gets. Great job holding. Appreciate all that. But he was literally the worst punter in the NFL. So as for his 2022 outlook, I have written down, literally, if you saw my notes, can't be back, no way. I mean, this is professional football. You don't have to have the worst punter in the NFL just to have a reliable holder. And so the Bills need to figure this out and get this new punter working with Tyler Bass. And here's the thing. I said some harsh things about Matt Hawk, but this is not an overreaction to one season. He was awful in Miami before coming to Buffalo. Can't be back. Can't be back on the team as, the, as a punter. The Bills should not be satisfied with the way he punted. And I think it was a massive miscalculation to begin with because he was a bottom-tier punter with the Miami Dolphins. So what do the Bills have in terms of specialists? They got a budding star kicker in Tyler Bass, an exceptional long snapper in Reed Ferguson. And I think what's fun about Reed Ferguson is obviously he's a really good long snapper. But when you have a position like long snapper, to see a guy like Reed Ferguson, who is so respected in the locker room and has 
a bit of a personality about him in a positive way. I think you love that. I think you love those ancillary components to having Reed Ferguson as your long snapper. And then they also have the worst punter in the NFL in Matt Hawk, who must be replaced. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast and this week on the podcast. Next week is the NFL scouting combine. I will be in Indianapolis starting on Monday. And so a lot of the shows um, are going to be some deep dives into some interesting things that I've already kind of prepared in advance of me heading out of town. And if there's any big time breaking news, I'll give you some emergency podcasts um, to, to complement that. But we have a pretty structured week ahead of us that is going to continue laying the foundation for the conversations that are coming with free agency in the draft. And in some ways, I'm going to address both of those things next week on the podcast. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. We'd love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. A big shout out to our YouTube audience. Our first full week on YouTube, it's been phenomenal. There's been a ton of subscribers. There's been a lot of great interaction in terms of comments and liking videos. And it would encourage anyone who hasn't to head on over and check out the YouTube page because there's going to be some exclusive YouTube content coming, including live mock drafts. And um, probably the week after the combine, we'll start doing some of that. We'll do some live Q&As. I might even bring some of you guys on to chat with me and work through some mock drafts together. We're going to have fun on YouTube, so don't miss it. Go to YouTube.com, search Lockdown Bills, subscribe, and uh, get, get in on the action over there at YouTube. We're having a lot of fun. All right, folks, that's it for today on the podcast. I hope you have a great weekend, and I look forward to catching up with you again on Monday.